Ah, okay, well, here we are um, at part eight of the audio journey of the Hollywood Hills Trilogy, Volume 3, Dark Lights and Bright Shadows, um, written and narrated by yours truly, Aaron Lelux. And before we get started, I just want to send a blessing to you and yours and um, say that I hope you're you're doing well and you're in good spirits and in good health. And also, um, I wish that you may be bestowed with all of the beautiful blessings this bountiful world has to offer. Yeah, I think that's it's pretty good. I think we can just I think we could just leave it at that. Um, and without further ado, let's get let's get started. Um, DWHT three part eight of the audio journey. We are going to start with poem number fifty nine. Basketball Diaries. Losing my faith in humanity, not choosing to blame anybody nor point any fingers or throw any stones because I know that I am just as much a part of the problem as the next man here. I'll give an example. I'll explain. This example involves the basketball diaries. Went to a scenester rooftop cinema show in Budapest, met two beauteous girls with two pairs of beauteous breasts excited to see me they invited me to have drinks in the vip fed me cocktails and compliments until i was beyond totally content so efficiently under the influence of enough alcohol and estrogen to build up my confidence borderline cocky but not arrogant exposing hidden sentiments and releasing all my cognizance like a young leo and don's plum uninhibited and unedited Acting inappropriate with no etiquette and unaware of it, yet is attractive to opposite sex and romantic perfectionists. It was a bit surreal on that rooftop with Leo on the big screen. It's strange to see someone on screen that you know in real life. Leo's a cool guy we've hung out a few times, both of us trying to save the world, though it seems hopeless. I once asked him if I could manage his island for him. He laughed and said, sure you can, but just so you know, it's just a bunch of coconuts. Anyways, there I was watching Leonardo DiCaprio play the starring role of a strung out poet protagonist. The parallels were there, but my addiction is not heroin. Yes, I'm strung out, but my drug of choice is estrogen. So when the two girls in the VIP got closer and closer to me, I fell deeper and deeper in love with each step because I love unconditionally without apologies. And though I've had my heart broken more than a few times before, I still hold no regrets. We went back to my place, put a film on my projector screen, almost had sex with the one I thought would be my girlfriend. Her friend interrupted, girl interrupted, boy interrupted, her friend intervened saying she wanted to have sex as well. And usually in this situation I just initiate a threesome. I was so into the girl I was already with that I didn't want to share her or us with her friend. I was being selfish so instead of let her join we went back out, I'll bet begrudgingly, to a cliche club with a bunch of drunken tourists so my girl's girlfriend could attempt to get some random dick. It was then that I realized as the two danced together, 
trying to lure in a man just to get him inside of them, that humanity is truly lost. Part of me died. Right there on that dance floor under those flashing lights, my heart fell. And I felt numb once again. See, I don't just want to find a girl to just fuck for one night. I don't want another morning dawn goodbye. I want mimosas with my lover at brunch the next day, cuddles by day, then long kisses by night under candlelight. I'm a hopeless romantic. That's what I get for being a poet, feeling strung out like Leo, just searching for another fix. Just chasing that first high, that first real love, but all I find out here these days is bitches that are counterfeit. Going through heartbreak stages, getting played along the way, then writing it all down on the pages of my basketball diary. Fuck it. I'm so done. I'm so over superficial relationships. My life is too blessed to mess with girls that couldn't care less. So over it, maybe I should just become a monk, renouncing all my material possessions and physical passions. I miss the good old days of humanity. Hurts witnessing it sparkle and fade as I add another piece of myself to this collective charade. No thrill is gone. No thrill is gone. A piece of me died on that dance floor, and I probably deserve the pain that it brought. And you can call me naive or whatever, but even after all that, I still feel that not all hope is lost, though. I am losing my faith in humanity and in myself as well, and I can't seem to do anything about it except just helplessly watch it go. Losing my faith in humanity, not choosing to blame any particular buddy, nor point any fingers or throw any stones because I know all too well that I am just as much a part of the problem as the next man. Here. I'll explain an example. It involves the basketball diaries. Sixty, the dark side of the rainbow. No one is in control. There's no director behind the screen. There's no wizard behind the curtain, so no, no one can be certain what happens behind the scenes. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Pay no attention to Dorothy dying at age 47. Warner Brothers harmed and drugged her until she went under, didn't even warn her. No wonder she finally OD'd on barbiturates in London. The underground's got the upper hand and it gets one wondering, what are all the dark secrets that Hollywood holds? What happens in the aftermath of acting additions other than Judy Garland being abused at 16 years old? Well, as far as the past goes, most will never know what happened because no one involved ever spoke up that we know of. As for the present, that's a different situation altogether. Not that different, hidden in plain sight, things go unnoticed. Obviously, a lot of other oddity atrocities probably occur. 
we'll never know because most of those that know lack it the courage to speak up so they continue to go on unheard hidden in plain sight of the bright lights the cameras and the action I'm telling you Harvey and Kevin are just the tip of the iceberg just the tip get it it's a reference symbolic like Wizard of Oz is like how every story and everyone has two sides take the munchkins for one example they'd get belligerently drunk all hours of the day and night then hide away at their hotel suite to have orgies and gamble a couple of the munchkins are even rumored to have raped judy the wicked witch was actually burned on set several times the snow in the snow scene in the film was actually asbestos tin man was poisoned and several directors lost their minds literally See, it makes sense then, I guess, if you think about it a bit, that there's a mashup between Wizard of Oz and Pink Floyd. What's it called? Oh yeah, I remember the dark side of the rainbow, because no one knows what goes on on the other side. No one knows how many animals and actors have been abused. And both are wild creatures with instincts that are fight or flight. Manticore ignored cues and attacked Roy, and maybe that's why, I mean, even the tiger in Ang Lee's Life of Pi almost died. No one knows how many people have had their lives destroyed. No one knows how many stars lost their lives. While shining bright, their light tying inside. Or barely survived because escape was and is rarely tried. Or how many stars win Academy Awards, but how a majority of those stars are almost always white. Yeah, it's a trip trying to keep it all together with a paperclip. Like playing Operation on acid and the body parts don't fit right. Try to keep notes on all the undisclosed cutscenes and throats. And let's not forget what happens in the dark side outside of the limelight, like the pedophilia of La Familia or Hollywood's underworld corporate mafia ties. Doesn't need to be Halloween for actors to wear masks. The Wizard of Oz was more than an allegory of the times. It was an ominous warning, a scary canary in a coal mine, symbolic of filming in color after shooting in black and white. The lines between right and wrong surely blur when trying to chase more lines and recite your lines at the same time. And I'm from literally Hollywood, so I guess I'm guilty as well just by association. But I'm gifted, so I resist the wicked with the words I write. Trying to write the right words to write these trite wrongs while trying to walk a straight line at the same time. And a tightrope because I've seen the light so I attempt to take control of the wheel with both hands yeah I know no one can totally be in control of the direction of this ride but we can try to keep everyone safe inside at least until this wild ride ends I know we've all gotta go so until we get there I'm trying to ride it all out before I lose my entire life no one is in control no one said life was fair and it's all almost over. It's almost the end of the show. Lights out. Good night. Time to go. No one is in control. There's no director behind the screen. There's no wizard behind the curtain. So no one can be completely certain what actually happens behind the scenes.
61, the greatest love story never told. In this whirlwind life, just trying to not downward spiral in a tailspin like NIN. When desperation begins, it's transformation into motivation. It's then that depression turns into inspiration and we start sailing. And even though the odds are stacked against us, we've had lots of practice, plus there's a tailwind. So don't count us out just yet. We'll take our chances. Roll the dice, deal the cards, ante up, we're all in. All I need in this life for sin is me and my girlfriend, me and my girlfriend. Down to ride till the very end. Just me and my girlfriend, me and my girlfriend. Our interactions were more than just mere happenstance. How's she going to leave me before she's even relaxed? Uh, enough to at least stretch her wings and rest her bones and see if this is a place to call home instead of continue to be homeless. A sanctuary in this crazy world where she can safely unfurl, remove her shoes, leave her stress at the door, come on in and rest. World's office access, people partially enslaved by taxes, death comes in matches, life's light just flashes, bad comes in batches, time continues to pass us, she refuses to match up as the world fractures, I ask this, will you please just give peace a chance and live with me in this breath? This isn't arrogance, this is the confidence I get when we met. This is me with no pretense looking for a confidant because I've got some secrets that are tired of being kept. And it's obvious when told in the context of this poem or read, but honestly, red emotions are often taken out of context. No man feels like a man when his heart is torn out of his chest, hurts so bad swear to god sometimes i can't stand it pushed so far i had that knife pressed against my wrist whatever it takes to wash away the pains of these regrets these regrets is as if we're all lost in an innocence that's getting intense hotter and higher the flames of fire are getting and making us sweat i feel sick i feel great i feel love i feel hate i feel like this is the greatest love story never told. I feel like our love is the greatest love never made. And we will pass this fable down to the young or old. Because all the gold in the whole wide world is totally worthless. You've got no one to spend it with because you're all alone. So love, let me suggest this just one last time before you go. Please, come home. What's done is done. It's water on the bridge. It's over with. Let's bury the hatchet. Let's start over quick, please. Please come home. See, I know I'm losing you whirlwind life, losing ourselves as well, trying to not downward spiral in a tailspin. I know it's all beginning to blur and it's getting hard to hold on. Just remember, I love you. 
even if you forget everything else. And when desperation begins its transformation and motivation, it is exactly then when depression finally turns into inspiration and we actually start sailing. Sixty-two, the hills have eyes. Even though these hills have eyes, they can still feel real lonely when perceived from these crystal castles that we've built above plastic palm trees. These people can still seem real phony when seeing the bogus smiles thrown shown through their Botox lips. Clasping the latest fashion handbag accessory, having every material possession that's any sign of wealth. Grasping at anything that adequately fakes actual authenticity while slowly rolling Bugattis and Ferraris casually. Got good credit, but bad health. Possessing a staggering abundance of plush slush funds, but lacking anything that has any real substance of self. And I see it all, all too well from my place up here in the hills that it's felt. It hurts because most out there only care about vanity and honestly, really not much else. Meanwhile, back in my life, I rise when the sun sets. I get up with the dark moon feeling like a cartoon protagonist, acting on set in a surreal scene, out of tune and out of character. Other actors are acting too, but they're just talking shit. Eager underachievers with no real directive or narrative These amateurs are irritating, don't know why I put up with it Why'd I even come down from my house in the hills? I've got nothing to prove, the truth always comes to the light uh, Especially when everyone's gone home and I find I'm all alone Lounging poolside with my view wide, just me, myself, and I Wish I had something extra epic to say here I want to change the world by writing the perfect verse Hoping if I get my 10,000 hours in, I'll master my craft, state the perfect fact, and finally get the respect I truly deserve. And maybe, just maybe by doing so, I'll be able to successfully change this world for the better before it gets any worse. Sure is cold up here, staring out this window with a view. Sure is cold in here. Heart burning up inside trying to stay cool Guess it's all just point of view Even though my view is totally skewed Distorted as it might be though It still appears clearly to be my truth And it's got a beautiful view too No pretending it's tremendous Here I write all my truths to you Dedicated to these lifelines Like Santiago and Hemingway's The Old Man in the Sea Till my sun sets in Sun Valley So tired I've been running for lifetimes 
running and writing, writing, run on sentences with mass appeal. Running and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing my pen, a weapon of mass destruction for preconceived ideals. Running and writing, trying to create the cure for society's ills, like the Cancer Research Institute or AEBI in Israel. Replying to Phil, every empty soul that writes me their will. Lost souls in these lost hills that got everything except heal. Stand castles in the sand wash away with the waves and are rebuilt. In a house on stilch which sits on the hill where it was built. In a room with a view where I see everything except for myself. Stairs ascend down, sundown, stare out and see the full town as well as the full moonlit. Lazy lights twinkle like the fallen stars they hold. Success and failure both only a Sharon Stone's throw away. The brakes, though, I suppose that's just the way it goes. Bones buried under this scorched earth, infidels on ancient Indian burial grounds. Deaths televised live with no attention paid to stillbirths, and yeah, that's the truth, and yeah, the truth still hurts. But karma's got a way of catching up with us, so no need to rush. We all get what we deserve sooner or later, for better or worse. And since that's the case, I'm just going to stay here at my place in the hills where I hide from the world and write my poetic will. Even though up here it sometimes gets so cold, my heart feels like it's frozen, going to explode, and I get the chills. Wondering if my death will go unnoticed if I die tonight. But someone's always watching in this city, so I doubt it will. See, these hills have eyes. Still, they can still feel real lonely when proceed from these crystal castles that we've built. Above plastic palm trees, these people can still seem real phony when seeing the bogus smiles shown through their Botox lips. Sixty-three, the reckless abandon of actions in love. Other than being famous, the main place I can place the blame is that they are always absent and we're always falling instantly in love. Without restraint or reservation, I lose what I came with and embrace whoever's closest to me like I've never been hurt before. But I'm not the only one around here that's a believer a dreamer, a hopeless romantic, an unconditional lover, an honest, conscious accomplice, you're also guilty as charged. We're two peas in a pod. The love we lost, we seek to recover. So we both throw caution to the wind and go all in, charging like enhearted Spartans with reckless abandon because we're both on the ride of our lives until we die. And it's a lonely road, so... We don't go solo, we ride tandem. On a tangent, riding on my laptop as my emotions run rampant. In a parking lot outside of Sprouts on Santa Monica Boulevard typing vows like they might make some kind of difference. Or sense, woke up restless on the wrong side of the bed today, 
Welcome back to this waking life with a tightness in my chest and this relentless feeling of eternal loneliness I can't shake, which has got me thinking maybe some souls just can't be saved. Maybe that's why I'm now sitting here alone in my car with salty tears in my eyes, no directive or directions and nowhere to drive. No motivation or control because there's nowhere I want to go other than back to that one place where my love was denied. sure the only place I want to go is back into the arms of the one that let me go. But she's so far gone, memories seem like only dreams now. Even though I'm not dreaming, I'm wide awake, I have awoke. Woke. Feel so far away from her, for real it's almost unbearable. Tears start to flow, I think about taking my own life, but I don't. Instead I shake it off, write it down, get these words out of me and expose my soul to show you we all hurt so it's okay to lose control. And yeah, I know, I've got nothing really to complain about. Life's great. I've got a great life and light date nights and all that. But knowing my life is better than most of those in this world doesn't make me feel better or make experiences enhanced. In fact, it actually makes me even more depressed. It makes me wonder what hope any of us has left. As the forests burn, the lands flood, the wars rage, and the polar bears frantically panic on ever-melting ice caps. And I'm constantly aware of all these painfully obvious facts, and maybe that's why I'm in my car with tears in my lap. Lost, with no motivation, running out of time and running out of patience. Can't see a future, feel the present, or remember much of the past. Look at this unruly mess we've made. It looks great, shout out to Mac, Lamore, but it wasn't built to last, so how much more can it withstand? And despite all of this, or maybe because of it, we always fall instantly in love. Because it seems like love is the only thing that actually matters, as well as the only thing that can actually possibly save us from ourselves. But maybe we need to fly in love instead of fall in love. Maybe we need to change what we say and how it's said. Maybe we need to change sick to healthy, change get fucked to get love, and change motherfucker to mother lover, and change no to yes. Yes, let's fly in love instead of fall. Maybe then we'll finally be liberated. Maybe if we show more love, that love will be reciprocated. Most have it twisted. Love isn't the problem. Love is the solution. We need more, not less, reckless loving without reservations. Even though nine times out of ten it leads to heartbreak again. But we'd rather express our love than try and hide it and pretend that we don't feel anymore because we still feel, we feel even more. So find someone to love right now, this instant before everything ends. And hey friend, just remember, there's no need to pretend, and yes, yes, I still love you. I truly do, and no, I don't think the problem other than fame 
that we can place the blame is that they're always absent and that we're always falling instantly in love without restraint or reservation, losing what we came with and embracing whoever's closest to us like we've never been hurt before. Because it's better to live one day in love than live in a lifetime of hate. There is nothing at all worth living for without love. So go ahead. Fall instantly in love with no restraint or reservation. Embrace whoever it is like you've never been hurt before. And love, love until your existence is no more. Sixty-four, the revenant. You came to me again in a not-so-distant dream as a lucid, deja-vu, abstruse version of you, you appeared in hues of tangerines, aquamarines, and other wonderful tones. I swear you felt so tangible I could almost hold you here. You intruded into my lucid dream as a most welcomed intruder. Somehow you knew I'd invite you in, even though you held no RSVP letter. Got me wondering, where have you gone? You disappeared. Got me praying, please reappear and touch me with your stare. Return and bless me with the presence of your essence. Please grace me with your nature. Take me anywhere but here. Here in this house. Silence has never been so loud, sick and tired of being awake while everyone else uneasily rests. Caught in the worldwide web, the Global net, head in the clouds, and Darwin's web, AI's Skynet, we forget ourselves step by step. Found out most out here are lost in indifference since you left. Left me with nothing, so nothing left to lose except reference. Now I only see you in my dreams. So I just want to go to sleep so that's where I'm determined to return like a reverend. So you can come to me again in a not so distant dream as a lucid deja vu abstruse version of you, you will appear in hues of tangerines, aquamarines and other wonderful tones so tangible that I swear I'll be able to finally manage to hold you again, right here. Sixty-five, the Rose Garden, D. Lish. At the Rose Garden in Portland, pleasantly lost amongst the aroma of acres of roses, sitting beneath a wreath of reds. It feels 
somewhat like what a throne is, writing proses in a place appropriately named Shakespeare's garden. Lost in wonderful colors that are most thoughtfully arranged, this is awesome and also symbolic of the existence that's me. A phenomenon like a rose that grows up from the concrete, a marvelous anomaly that left home alone at the age of 15, who had nothing at all that he could call his own except his word, a wing on a prayer in this American dream. Now he's a 35-year-old self-made millionaire that sits comfortably on the other side of the conspiracy. A covert mummy of one, a solitary cult, a one-man Illuminati whose influence is often felt but who himself is rarely seen. Pays all his mom's bills now and makes sure she eats well and invites his dad to places that he's never been. Like this rose garden here in Portland that he brought him and where he and him are both currently exploring scenery. God bless America. America the beautiful, America the strong, America I love you, your bill of rights, even your ills and wrongs. And speaking of wrongs, I had a dream last night about Drake. In it, I failed to protect him only to awake. This morning I read that Jay-Z suddenly has beef with him and I remembered I had an offer from him that I didn't take. And I know that might seem irrelevant, especially here in the tranquility of the Rose Garden, where it's hard to be upset when amongst such sweet scents, I bet the Rose Garden could be named more appropriately, no more problems. But everything's connected, whether or not we accept it, in more ways than we can comprehend or consciously know. Anyways, let's just get back to enjoying this moment where we just smelled the most wonderful rose only moments ago. It's a hybrid called Delish. Names appropriate since it smells just like the name it's called sounds. Delish. See, it's important to enjoy the moments you're in, even when you're going through stuff and super stressed out. Take what they say is good advice, like I did. Take some time to smell the roses. Beauty is always hidden in plain sight, it's in the eye of the beholder, so you just have to behold it. And Nowhere is this more apparent than right here in this garden of roses. At the Rose Garden in Portland, pleasantly lost amongst the aroma of acres of roses, sitting beneath a wreath of reds, it feels like what a throne is, writing proses in a place appropriately named Shakespeare's Garden. Sixty-six, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Live a little. Now fuck that. Live a lot. This is your life. It's the only one you've got. Don't know when you'll go, so go no filler like Ben Silla assisting Syrian refugees. Go all in, no filter like Sean Penn interviewing El Chapo. Make memories, shoot your own documentary, stamp life's passport with experiences as the visa's ink. No leaders to follow, no one's in control at all or owns your soul. Experiences define us, so decide what you'll be experiencing. Experience defines us, we define experiences testing one, two, three. 
This is only a test. Results may vary from moments to memories. It's a sliding scale. Life's too short to wear such a long face. Dancing in rain, wearing nothing but your heart on your sleeve. Only a given amount of time to live. They're not making any more of it. No amount of money can buy additional time to breathe. No amount of money can buy any amount of time. Spend time and pay attention. These are valuable commodities. Spend your money on spending time doing exactly what you want. Spend it all, money that is, while you're still alive to enjoy it. And give whatever remains to charity when you die, especially if you're not leaving behind any kids. Be the stuff legends are made of. R.I.P. Juice World, the Tom Cruise and Legend, I Am Legend, shout out to Will Smith. You're the new Prometheus, producer and director, Ridley Scott, you write your own plot, so live life like it's all made up. Clock ticks faster and faster every day, cycles accelerate, trains departing, planes about to take off soon and no one won't wait up. No conductor involved to conduct it, so it might not depart after all, but if it does just to be safe, just in case, get it together and get up. I'm serious. So fucking serious. I know that this seems like it's just a poem, but it's really a testimonial, an urgent call to arms to get it together and get going. No time like the present. Things we do, we rarely regret. The things we don't do, we often regret. Don't be the one to say things like should've, would've, or could've on your deathbed. Actually, don't die on a deathbed. Don't just lay down, give up, and rest. Take the world by surprise. Die living life fully alive. Go out in a blaze of glory. Like Maurice Wilson on Everest or Sergei Tuganov having sex. It's your life, so it's up to you to decide. You write your own story. These are the times that can't be returned once spent. These are the times you can't rewind, respend, or reenact. This is the book that you'll never write again. These are the pages you cannot turn back. These are the words that lead to the moments that are right now. This is your own autobiography, and all of it is fact. Fact. There's no going back. Fact. No one's going to live your life for you. Fact. Wake up, get up, show up, know how to act, and have some tact. Fact. Your time's almost up, so you better act accordingly, too. So tell me, what are you going to do? Hey, don't ask me. It's not up to me, it's up to you. It's your life to live and to love. I can't live it or love it for you. But I can give you my well research advice if you want it here it is i'll give it to you 
My advice. My advice is live a little. Now, actually, fuck that. Live a lot. This is your life. It's the only one you've got. You don't know when you're gonna go. So, go all in. No filler like Ben Stiller assisting Syrian refugees. Go all in. No filter like Sean Penn interviewing El Chapo. Make some memories. Shoot your own documentary. Stamp life's passport with experiences as the visa's ink. No leaders to follow. No one's in control at all or owns your soul. Experiences define us so you decide what you'll be experiencing. Experiences defines us so we define experiences. Hello, is this thing on? Testing one, two, three. This is only a test after all. So results may vary from our moments to our memories. Yours truly, sincerely, Walter Mitty. Sixty-seven, the Valley of Sin. Gotta get some extensive REM rest so I can keep my intensive personal defenses up because it takes a lot of comprehensive stamina to deflect all those mouth-breathing heathens and all their ill intents. Hmm. Often knocking at my entrance, plotting options for entering, collecting relevant intelligence, attempting actions to get in. But as much as they try, their access is always denied, like a moronic, improvised, blockheads Harvard admission, or an offensive nobody with no money standing outside, in line, trying to pass the ropes to get into High's entrance, whose name's not on the guest list, but who still wants to be let in is obviously insufficient and in turn auto-rejected, no exceptions. No games, no names, they get nothing from me, access denied as much as they try. Nope, no way, no how, no lie, no exceptions. Not accepted, I've got gargoyles guarding my doorways in good faith, loyally standing guard steadfast at the entrance. So when these creeping heathens try to get by and sneak in, my relentless defenses defeat all their infiltration attempts. As I watch observingly from the watchtower like a watchman, Covertly spy the devil waiting patiently outside from within. Not sure if my prayers serve and these verses are enough to explain myself or serve their purpose as redemption. Either way, nothing's a given when dodging temptations as I walk resolute on my own too through the valley of sin. Outside trying to make my way home, trying to stay out of trouble and prevent myself from giving in. And most of the time I succeed and stay in virtuous, but sometimes, somehow I give up, give in, and let the devil win. See, usually I keep the devil out, but sometimes sneakily he finds a way to get in. I mean, everything, every day is a struggle, at least these days, but hey, what can I say? I am just a man, so it makes sense. At the end of the day, whatever may be, will be, and that's that, always has been, always will be, ever since way back when. But then again, you've got to lose some battles to win the war, so if the devil makes it in, I bet him on a game of chess, where the wager is my soul if I lose, but my sovereignty if I win, to which the devil 
agrees hastily, he takes his seat and takes the bed. Then we begin. And halfway in, I pretend I am doomed. I let him think he'll win until he's arrogant enough with false confidence that he starts to slip up. And just when he least expects it, you know what? I make my move and take his king. Win the bet, earn his respect, kick him out, then kick back and get some rest. Hey, he had to go one way or another. It was getting late anyways. The road to redemption is long. I've got a long day ahead. And God willing, I'll live long enough to fight another day so that hopefully one day we won't ever have to fight again. And that's exactly why I gotta get some extensive REM rest so I can keep my intensive personal defenses up because it takes a lot of comprehensive stamina to deflect all those mouth-breathing heathens and all their ill intents. Sixty-eight. Things fall apart. My eccentric psyche has become an eclectic collection of past relationships, a combination of all the feelings any stranger has ever felt along with all the feelings that everyone I ever had relations with. I still feel each one of them inside of me. They are all still a part of me, exchanged a part of myself with every one I've ever slept with. This is way beyond our control, slaves to the emotional, physical, maids made from the momentary expressions of soul's impulse. Here on planet Earth, none of this is rehearsed. No seats are reserved, everyone thinks, but no one is for sure. No one wants to play along if the DJ's not playing their favorite song. Or at least play an A song when the music ceases to sound, we have to sit down right where we are. In hot seats playing musical chairs, not prepared for the hurt at all. Or for what occurs, but so what? Who cares if you prepare? No one cares if you prepare or what you prefer. You know what? It's inconsequential because the ticket you grip is what decides where you sit when served. <laughs> Regardless of preference or race or whatever the hell you have to say, you're going to get served. Rest assured, you're going to get served exactly what it is that you deserve. You're going to eat what you're served at the table. As has been the case with actors with ADD, which are comfortably, uncomfortably observed, acting unstable, intentive, awkward, guardian, absurd. They stammer backwards, can't remember the manners that they learned. Once upon a time, these prima donna Rick Daltons, once upon a time in Hollywood, they're forgetting their manners all the time, as well as their place, their lines, and their words. <laughs> uh, times can be theatrically awkward, but we give our word. Everything is real. Life's a trip from the bends to the hearse. From tropical beach sands to chemically chemical city dirt, from Guyana Eco Resort to Taj Exotica to the Taj Mahal to the Royal Mansour. Mansour? I mean, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not certified sure, but hey, that's what they say. Acting all Marvin Gaye. Just heard it through the grapevine. Not much longer. Will
would you be mine? It's not you, honey, it's me. I guess it's time we need some break time. <laughs> That's the word for sure. Wait a second, first things first. Bliss and pain are exactly the same, and yes, of course, this life hurts. You can trace the roadmap, yeah, marked with scars along the way. For sure, it's a graph, our topography's an oddity. No, I don't care if we're called insane. Broken pieces of an absolutely beautiful puzzle. Of what some would say is the world's most beautiful art. An original expression of the essence of God, scholars attempt to explain the phenomenon that we are. But explaining's the hardest part, so we don't know where to start. I guess what they say is true, sometimes things do fall apart. Just ask the roots, this is the truth, even the deepest roots have become unearthed. This is real life, we all play our parts, I'll bet unrehearsed. None of this is choreographed, no one knows how to act, we're all crazy, call me Jay-Z, or better yet, Jay-Z, no one's in sync, we're not at all in sync, not boys, not in a band, nor are we Diddy, nor making the band, not Diddy making a band, not Jay-Z is in Jesus Christ, or Justin Timberlake, that would be, wait, JT, this is not a reenactment or fake this is all facts and it's not at all what you might think making amends as i sink quicker and quicker in the quicksand quicker and quicker i sink quicker than regrets can take you down that rabbit hole a better man with a genius pan that's brilliant a holy man but also a man that's not totally whole who improvises most things that don't go as planned. Things don't go as planned, so he improvises. Sicker than a lot of them, I am when I am Popeye and olive oil. Both yes and no at the same time, go. Be gone with the wind that blows, the glow that spills from the full moon, the blood from the volcano. That overflows, creating rivers of embers of fire from soul. This this may go down, debated as the greatest story ever told. God as good as gold, smooth as mother's milk, with a style that's all her own. 24 karat gold, pearl, puro, flashing as we stroll down that yellow brick road. We perform our own heroics because we are our own heroes. And yes, we own it on this stage of life. We are all the actors, so on with the lights. And on with the show, let's roll it. Here we go. 24 7, 365. New World Pop Art Testimonials of Our Times in These Days of Our Lives as We Go. <laughs> Speaking of these days, well, so it seems that these days my eccentric psyche has become an eclectic collection of past relationships, a combination of all the feelings any stranger has ever felt along with all the feelings of everyone I ever had relations with. I still feel each one of them inside of me. They are all still a part of me. Exchanged a part of myself with every single one of them that I ever slept with. 
This is way beyond our control, slaves to the emotional, physical, maids made from the momentary expressions of soul's impulse. Oh. Oh, well. I guess, ready or not. Here we go. Sixty-nine, this experimental life. Big Brother probably has me blackmailed for something I did so long ago that it's practically a past life. Well, I never was one for playing the background or the backfield, always was more of the out-of-left-field surprise kind of guy. I always have been attracted to the limelight as well as the spotlight as well as all the attention that they provide. At the same time, always liked reserving my rights to take the liberty to hide. If I chose to, don't know which is worse, being blackballed or being blackmailed. I'm chilled either way, a minimalistic criminal. Look how smooth I move. A fine guy, a good man, a bad boy, but a cool dude. Same time, one that likes a fine wine, a nice breeze, and a good mood with a good view. I act casual, don't even have to try, so please don't try to waste my time. I'm not the type to stress you out or lead you on, won't mess around with you or be rude to you. Nope, no ma'am, no spam, no cans, that's just not him, no way, no how, not now, not ever. What happened then? What happened to him? Did they blackmail him? Come on, man, tell the truth. And if they did do that, well, to choose to do that, that's just not cool. Oh, well, boo-hoo, honey boo-boo. Sometimes we make boo-boos. Can't cry over spilt guilt or spilt milk. Can't die over past regrets. You will survive, believe me for sure. That's right, after all, after all has said and done. That's why they call you you and why they call it Will. Now, Will isn't Jada's husband or the Smith's kids, but gifted nonetheless. Shit. No stress. No thanks. Nope. No ma'am. All good on all that. I'm all set. So let them watch me. Let the all-seeing eye keep keeping its all-seeing eye on me. It's fine. If anything, they're probably protecting me. New World Order has to have a few faces shown publicly. After all, so I don't mind not even a little bit if that face they show is mine. Besides, it's good for the publicity. So just call me the not-so-anonymous conglomerate and embodiment of absolutely everything. And stop freaking out. Everything's fine. Don't ask me. Either way, though, because I can't think of anything to do about it. But type. Take a break, wake, make some new love and some crew love with a new love and take a few new drugs and sleep it all off and get back to the grind. When I wake up, I lost her somewhere in time. Chilling with the shy lights. Have you seen her? Tell me, have you seen her? 
by my side we used to sparkle and shine but now we don't shine quite as bright and the shine that we do shine just doesn't shine quite right i think i've lost my mind tell me have you seen it it's dark in here and there are cobwebs around me call me a cab i don't have to be convinced i mean it jesus mary and joseph I wouldn't even believe I wrote this either if I wasn't the one that actually was there when I wrote it. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't matter anymore. Nothing does these days. My flash a wave as we roll by in the fast lane on the freeway. But other than that, I don't have much free time or free days these days. You know, tomorrow is their future. But to me, tomorrow is just another day. Hey. Want to know a not-so-abstract fact about yours truly? Sure, why not? Let's get to the plot of this odd movie. Fun fact, I'm still living with my past regrets. Can't shake them like after an ocean swim, I'm still wet. This might not be a movie, but it definitely feels like a movie set. I guess all these screens I see these days have me confused. I mean... I don't know the real me, nor do I know the real you. Thought I liked you till I met YouTube instead of the real you. And now, well, I just don't have the time. Hope I'm not being too rude. It's just these days I spend more time online than I spend on you. Or with you. And I'm sorry if it seems like it's easier to just not care. Go out these days, I see 50 shades of gray, hard not to stare, but they're not the shades that come along with underwear. They're the shades that come along with disconnection and disrepair. And despair, they turn on, tune in, drop out, and get spun up and out in this thin air. Opposite directions, drop in, tune out, turn off, and this is the part where I don't know if I should continue or if I should just stop right here where we are. Huh. So just to play it safe, you know I usually don't, I stop. Don't want to do anything I'd regret. Because I know they're gung-ho out to blackmail me. Or rather blackmail me, not blackmail me. Well, blackball me as well would have already if they had had something to blackmail me with. But they don't have anything to use against me yet. So I squint my eyes and focus on the TV set. Okay, it's not a TV, it's a computer, but what's the freaking difference these days? Gosh, this has been one heck of a ride. Are we there yet? I'm getting anxious, I give up, let's get going. I'm ready to get there already and get off this ride. Escape this confused amusement park. I'm not amused at all anymore. Where's the exit? Let's pack it up and go for a five day trek outside. <laughs> Camp under countless stars, lay on our backs on the ground and gaze at the sky where we can be safe and at peace from the breath of the beast. No screens, no cameras, no intrusive prying spying eyes. Just us with the creator, none greater. I'm the greatest showman like Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, and Hugh Hefner combined. No doubt, breathe in, speak out. Thank God we're alive. Hallelujah. Peace on earth, peace out. See you all soon on the other side.
And until that time, Big Brother will likely continue to have me blackmailed for something I did so long ago that it's practically a past life. Oh, well, never was one for playing the background or the backfield. Anyways, was always more of the out of left field type of surprise kind of guy. Hi. Nice to meet you. I, too, just like you, am living here in this experimental life. So would you please be oh so kind as to remind me of your name? And while you're at it, enlighten me as well as to why we are alive. Seventy, throwing a massive party and you're invited. Let's throw a massive party and invite everybody we know. Yes, let's even put our extra special exes on the guest list. Come on, don't play dumb. I know you know the ones, the ones that you love so much that you had to disconnect with. The first sign they disrespected because it hurt so bad. The ones that plans with them involve more than just logistics. The ones you get the chills from just from thinking of and don't know if it's the good or bad kind of goose flush. Goosebumps like Travis Scott got at the birth of his first kid or the label heads of Top Dog would get. They dropped a best of and noticed no Kendrick. Yep, those flesh crawling goosebumps, wicked and attractive. Yeah, those ones. As well as the ones to which they are attributed. Those souls that leave you freezing cold, old, frozen. In addition to leaving you overheating, heart beating, speeding at the side of the road, hold our transmission broke ones that just the thought of them is enough to shudder at let's invite them also it'll be great we'll keep our options open we can hold hands sing john lennon's imagine and slow dance or we can go mad get loaded strip naked and pole dance or both it's not that important as long as when they arrive instead of beefing we look in the eyes and forgive them we leave ourselves in the past weight that was felt from the grief that was dealt in the past by our former selves and after that happens then let's let them forgive us as well because no one is innocent completely no one at all and then once all and everyone is forgiven we can get back to living and join the party what's done is done we are ourselves and we are here now We are one now, and I know it's been a while, and I know life is moving fast, and that's why I'm suggesting we throw a party, a massive party, and have a total freaking blast. I mean, why not? What else are we gonna do? We've done everything else that we've ever wanted to do. Personally, I've got it all now. Actually, come to think of it, the only thing missing is you. And that's why I called to let you know that uh, we're throwing this party and you should totally roll through. <laughs> and I know you're a bit antisocial and haven't felt quite like yourself lately, but you know what? That's okay. Just show up. Be present. There's no pressure at all. You don't have to be the life of the party or anything. Plus, I can relate because I've been feeling the same way as you lately, so I totally get it. 
I mean, after all, that's part of the reason I suggested in the first place that we throw a massive party and put absolutely everyone on the guest list. Yes, let's throw a massive party and invite absolutely everybody that we know. <laughs> and yes, let's even put our extra special exes on the guest list. Come on now, don't play dumb. I know you know the ones, the ones that you love so much that you finally had enough and just had to disconnect with. Wow, you know what? I'm really feeling this, this, this instrumental right now. I'm vibing with it and there's no rules. So we're just gonna let this track keep playing. Ooh, and we're gonna jump right into right into poem 71. 71, timelines. What are you searching for? What are you hoping to find when you spend your time scrolling down timelines? Shouldn't be looking down so much, should be looking up until we become the stars we regard as part of the skyline. Wanna say I don't care anymore, wish that was true, but if I do say that, then that'd mean I was lying. Cause the fact is I care more now than I ever did before. That's why I ask you all of the time, what are you searching for? What do you hope to find? You spend your time scrolling down timelines. See, just like you, I keep scrolling through iTunes, but still can't seem to find anything interesting to download. Even though I've got an auto-renewable subscription as well as an unlimited credit card so I can download any song I want and as many songs as I want to. Torpid, sort of sordid, scrolling through assorted timelines, Facebook posts, Twitter words, and Instagram memes, but can't seem to find anything of any real significant interest, which doesn't make any sense at all since I love everyone and everything. Got everything we want, but nothing that we really need. Since we traded in our dreams for fantasies on a broken screen. Forgot we used to be free, then we took a seat and took this TV. It's amazing how they make miracles seem to be so easy. It's like these machines give us everything that we ever want without giving us anything that we actually need. And it's strange that we've won every battle that we've ever fought, but still that we feel defeat. We're sitting around all alone with all these toys sitting at our feet. But we don't want to play or socialize except with social media. That's why instead of going out, we just stay in and order Uber Eats. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. I mean, feeling like a prince without a kingdom, a king without a crown, a princess without a queendom, bedazzled in a magnificent castle without a throne that gets anything she wishes without a wish list except much needed rest and can go anywhere she wants except go home. Feeling like, feeling like, feeling like Prince in his Paisley Park estate, gated in, no community, just a eulogy by Frank Ocean told. After all was said and done, ten million dollars spent on construction, and all that he had left in the end was himself left all alone. 
dead in an elevator guess it's faster than taking the stairs stairway to heaven a palace is just fascious and vacant if it's missing a home are you missing your home that home you never had are you missing that feeling that feeling that you can't quite grab Is that exactly why you keep scrolling through iTunes? Is that exactly why we keep scrolling through iTunes? We're both missing the same thing and searching in vain, eerily ironic how we feel so alone while both being in the same room. And I, and I feel your pain and I feel mine too. Excuse me for being too rude, maybe I'm confused. Maybe we wanted to get attention instead of getting a used. Maybe the attention was attention, but instead of attention, we just got used. All this, yeah, all this, I mean, I'm pissed. All this plus, I feel like a whore. Like I sold my soul for some toys and attention. And now the only time I feel anything at all anymore is when I get a notification that I've gotten a mention. And there's so much more that I wish to mention. But then again, I guess, what's the use? Why start something that's only definite is gonna be an ending. But I guess I'm your friend, so if you wanna begin, it's up to you. I'm willing to relax. I'll answer all your questions. Let's trade some facts. Truth or dare until we express all intentions. In the pursuit of passions, listening to intuitions, remembering what it was to be human once before we gave in and gave them all our emotions. I swear, something just doesn't feel right. Like most of these humans are just programs who look like they are moving without intentions, drones on phones, androids on androids, just going through the motions. Like Lamba, is it AI, fact or fiction? Who knows? I mean, my oh my, is it intelligent life? Is it sentient? We don't know, only time shows. Our thumbs blindly guide us down these timelines like imposed from misguided idols that we don't even know in real life. I suppose it's the perfect example of the blind leading the blind as we lose our humanity one screen at a time. But we're not totally gone yet. We can still come back, we still have time. And that's why I'm asking you why I still can. What is it that you're actually hoping to find? What are you searching for? What are you hoping to find when you spend all of your time scrolling down those timelines? 
you shouldn't be looking down at all so much. You should be looking up until we all become those stars that we regard as part of the magnificent skyline. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Ha, 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 hotty, ha, ha. Yeah, we're laughing, but nothing's a joke, not at all. It's like these machines that give us everything we ever want. But nothing we ever need, see. Yes, I hope whatever it is you're searching for, that you eventually find, that that thing you find, finally sets you free. Till that time. Yours truly, Aaron Lux, Los Angeles, California, October 8th, 72, too late tonight. Fallen idols with deceptive titles, moving mannequins going through the motions, singing along to songs with empty lyrics and no spirit, moment of truth delayed, a dreamer's dream deferred. Where have we gone? How have we gone? So far that we will most likely never return. Lost. Who forgot the breadcrumbs? No, trail of breadcrumbs, just Andrew Jackson's trail of tears. There is no point. We are way past that point. Forget the formalities. These words can't save us now. These words are just that. Words, words, words. Who cares? I don't. I am whatever you want to think I am, a fallen idol, a moving mannequin. Not surprised were you expecting anything different. I wish we'd wish for the same thing. We, we could have global world peace, could have unified harmony, could have our dreams actually come true instead of having our dreams being deferred. I find myself balancing on Babylon's curb, out past dark, lost on these nocturnal streets. I cross through tarmac valleys full of plastic trees, shout out to Radiohead, cradled in cement, constructed mountains of concrete. I find myself trying to find the words out past dark, lost on these nocturnal streets. And the ambiance of the twinkling twilight of the constant gray, it appears to seem that every way leads to a dead-end street. I find myself finding out nobody knows which way to go. Out way past dark, lost on these nocturnal streets. 
where wine OP flows along the cracks and creviced cement delivered like liquid yellow rivers of apathetic indifference. I find myself past Green Day on this boulevard of broken dreams, out past dark, lost on these nocturnal streets where the rains thankfully come to visit occasionally to save us from ourselves and to gracefully and mercifully wash away all of our collective sins. The collective sins of us fallen idols with deceptive titles, us moving mannequins who are just going through the motions, singing along to songs with empty Lyrics in no spirit. Moment of truth delayed. A dreamer's dream deferred. Where have we gone? Have you heard? How have we gone? What is the word? How have we gone so far that most of us will likely never return? We're so lost. I've only got one question left. Who forgot the breadcrumbs? No trail of breadcrumbs. Just Andrew Jackson's famous trail of tears. There is no return. We are way, way past that point. So forget the formalities. These words can't save us now. These words, these words are just that. Just words, 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 word. Who cares? I don't. I am whatever you want to think I am. A fallen idol, a moving mannequin. Not surprised. No? Were you expecting something different? Anyways, whatever the case may be, I wish we wished for the same thing. For if we did, we could have true global world peace. We could have honest, unified harmony. We could have all of our wildest dreams come true instead of just having our dreams deferred. Words, 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 word, word, word. Well, on that word, we're just going to leave it right here. That was uh, part eight of the Hollywood Hills Trilogy, Volume 3, Dark Lights and Bright Shadows, by Aaron Lelux, authored by Aaron Lelux, narrated by Aaron Lelux. Oh, gosh, still alive, folks. Still alive, still alive, and still going for it. I will see you all on Part 9. Peace and love.